Are you ready to dive into the powerful truth the Kingdom of Heaven has for us? Let's join our host, Ruth Hendrickson, for Real Truth with Ruth as we dive into the Word of God. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you today. We're going to talk about everything that comes from God has a supernatural beginning. How amazing and wonderful is that? We're going to unfold that a little bit. It's going to be a really fun day as we talk about that. So before we dive into that, I just want to welcome everyone. My name is Ruth Hendrickson. I run RHM International. You know, God created you with a plan and a purpose. He put things within you that just make your heart sing and they explode within you as you begin to walk into the plans and purposes he has into the God dream that he has for you. And that's what our ministry is all about, is helping you to get to that place. So I want to invite you to visit our website, ruthhendrickson.org. Take a look at all the resources that we have on there just to help you grow, to step into the destiny that God has for you. So again, that website is ruthhendrickson.org. And while you're there, why not subscribe to our email list? We would love to have you join the family and just be able to connect with you on a whole nother level. And don't worry, we only send out one or two emails a week. We don't want to bombard and fill your inbox with all this stuff every single day. It drives me crazy. So I don't want to do that to you. So again, the website is ruthhendrickson.org. Just swing by and take a look. All right. So here's a statement. Everything that comes from God has a supernatural beginning. God is very creative, infinitely more creative than we ever realized. There's so many things that we see that we forget that it had a supernatural beginning. Even you and I, I mean, we think about how a baby is, you know, comes to be, you know, that they're born, but we forget that at some point there was a supernatural beginning, right? Even you come from a supernatural beginning. I come from a supernatural beginning. So again, there's so many things that we see in our everyday life that we forget that there's this wonderful, amazing, creative God that's behind it all. So let me say this, since we have a supernatural beginning, we should expect, and you could just say expect, we should expect supernatural solutions to earthly issues rather than looking for earthly issues or earthly uh, solutions to solve the problems, right? So let me say that again, since we have a supernatural beginning, since we belong to the kingdom of heaven, since we're sons and daughters of the most high God, we should naturally expect supernatural solutions, solutions from the throne room of heaven to solve earthly issues rather than always looking for the earthly issues to solve our problems or the earthly solutions, sorry, to solve our problems. It's interesting, again, how over the years we've had all these amazing advances, which are also from the throne room of heaven. Okay, they really are. All these things in the medical field, the science field and all that, the creativity comes from the Lord Whether or not the scientists that developed them, those who discovered them, walked with the Lord. All that creativity still comes from the Lord. So again, as these wonderful advances have been made in all the fields, medicine, technology, science, that as a culture, we've become increasingly self-reliant and less God-reliant. Because again, we just, we forget that God's behind us all, that there's good and there's wonderful in it. This mindset has overflowed into our schools. Why do you think the Bible was taken out, at least here in the United States? Uh, The Bible was taken out of schools. Prayer was taken out of schools. So the mindset overflowed into our schools. Of course, it overflowed into our health care, where where it's it's hard to mix God into the health care system. You know, and it's, of course, it's overflowed into government. It's impacted every segment of society, of course, even including the church at large. 
And so basically it becomes this little fox that crept into the vineyard and is causing havoc among the vines. And therefore the vines are not bearing the fruit that they were created to bear because the fruit is being snatched away. The vines are being damaged. And so the fullness of the glory of God is not being shown or manifest on the face of the earth or in our lives. Like we're not carrying it to the extent that we were created to carry it. And this is so vital because we can only become the people that God's called us to be when we're filled with and walk in the supernatural of God. I'm not saying I'm there yet. I have a long way to go. I was up most of the night really, um, there's some friends of mine who are in a very difficult situation and, and what, you know, they're taking hit after hit. And, you know, one of the things I was wrestling with is God, this is who you say we are. And this is what your word says. This is what we're to be able to walk in. And yet here, you know, here these friends are in this very, very difficult situation, which just breaks my heart. And so, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm there yet, but I am saying I'm going to stand on what the word of God says, and I'm going to look around. And even if what I see going on isn't fully aligned, I'm going to stand on the word of God. And I'm going to wrestle through these issues, because as we wrestle through them with the Lord, we're going to grow and we're going to learn. And there's going to be some things that we, we we're left shaking our heads. And there's going to be other things where it's like that aha moment where the Lord shows us a key to breakthrough. Do you need that key for breakthrough? Do you want that key for breakthrough? You know, Acts 1.8 in the Passion Translation, it says, but I promise you this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be filled. You will seize power or you will be seized with power. That's, that's what that filled means there. You will seize power or be seized with power. And you will be my messengers to Jerusalem throughout Judea the distant providences, even to the remotest parts of the earth. When we look at the gifts that God has given us, and when we look at the dreams, the God dreams that we have, we need to understand that they weren't given to us arbitrarily. Your dreams, the dreams from God were not given to you arbitrarily. Okay, it was given, those dreams were given with intentionality. Who you are, the DNA placed within you is very, very intentional. Remember what I said, you have a supernatural beginning. And this is really key because when we get, when we begin to see this, that we're unique, that we have plans and purposes, that God's put a dream within us. And as we start to identify with that, then we actually stop comparing ourselves to others. And some of us need to stop comparing ourselves to others so that we can grow and flourish and become the man of God that you've been created to be or the woman of God that you've created to be. And one of the things that's holding you back is you keep comparing yourself to others. Continuing to comparison to others is another area where we let loose those little foxes because the purpose of our God-given gifts and dreams is always outward focus. And honestly, God doesn't say, you know, to use only if you want to use it, there is an expectation when God created it, when he put that within us, there's an expectation or a mandate that we use what's been given to us, that we step into those plans and purposes, that we function from that place of a son or daughter of the most high God, wonderfully created, supernatural beginning, walking in the fullness of what scripture says. So there's a key here that we need to understand that no matter what our sphere of influence is, as long as we're using the gifts that God has given us, we can be assured that he will pour out the anointing and the power that we need. Why? Because we are called, you are called to be a game changer. And what he has called you to do, you can't do on your own. What he's called me to do, I can't do on my own. Even with the best education, even with the best mentor, even with the best training, even with a, a slew of money, 
I can't do it without him. I can't do it without the Holy Spirit. You can't do it without him. You can't do it without the Holy Spirit. You see, the minute that we lean back and depend on what we've learned rather than on the Holy Spirit is the moment that we stop short of going for the fullness of the glory of God. Second Timothy 3.5 talks about this trap as it says, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. Oh, Lord, forgive me when I've had a form of godliness, but have denied your power. Because you see, when we do that, what happens is we have religion without the power. Do you have religion without the power? Oh, there's areas of my life that I need to grow in. How about you? At the risk of getting myself into trouble, (laughs) let me put it really bluntly. The world has enough powerless religions. We cannot afford to allow the one religion with power to have its claws removed. We are called into a battle and we have to fight it as lions and not as pussycats. And in case you forgot, we're slated to win. You know, I've mentored over the years, I've mentored a lot of people who don't know what their purpose in life is. They're frustrated, they're unfulfilled. Usually it's because they have not been able for whatever reason to really connect to their anointing and purpose, or they're also, and or they're comparing themselves to others. So an example of this is I had somebody uh, in my life who I was meeting with and they had been away at a conference and listened to this amazing missionary. And what they did is they began to compare that life, their life to that missionary. That's so easy to do. And so this individual I was mentoring with was ready to sell everything and move to the mission field. And that's great if that's a plans and purpose that God has for your life. If that's what you're called into, then yes, that's what you need to do. But if that's not your calling, if you're comparing yourself to somebody else and trying to step into their calling, it never works. So, um, and if everyone were to step into that, you know, like go out and be the foreign mission, then who's going to impact governments? Who's going to teach in the schools for the kingdom of heaven and, and change the atmosphere in our school system? Who's who's going to raise the children? Who's who's going to you know be the CEO of the company that that provides water to millions? You know, healthy drinking water. Who who who? Because again, God looks at the whole and He says, "I'm going to put this one here, and I'm going to put this one here, and I'm going to put this one here, and I'm going to put this one here." So, um, you know, so we go back to this person who I was meeting with. So if they're to have influence, let's say that their sphere of influence where God wants to plant them is in government. And if they went and went to an unreached people group rather than into local government or national government, whatever they were called to do, then we might applaud because they went into the mission field. But the problem is is that they're, they're in the wrong mission field because their mission field is to be government rather than a foreign nation with unreached people groups. And that's really important to say, Lord, where is my mission field? And to recognize that it may not even be what the church defines as a mission field. You know, we, we need to be stepping in. God has those who are to go to the unreached people groups. God has those who are to step into various missions fields, just like God has those who are to be pastors and teachers and prophets. God has those who are to be school teachers. God has those who are to be kings and presidents. God has those who are to be servants like Joseph being raised up within the king's palace, okay, raised up within government. God has those who are to be daycare workers and to and to take care of the kids and the safety of the of the of scriptural boundaries and health. 
Okay, so it's all these that come into play. God has those that are to be garbage collectors and praying as they go past each house or, or you know, uh, delivering the mail, doctors and nurses and scientists. It's where are we called to do be? Where is our sphere of influence? Where is our personal mission field where we're to go? So let's go back to that section of Acts. Again, Acts 1.8. But I promise you this, the Holy Spirit will come. Just say the Holy Spirit will come upon me. Okay, the Holy Spirit will come upon me. Just say that. The Holy Spirit will come upon me. Holy Spirit, I invite you to come upon me. It goes on, it says, and you will be filled. That's a promise. Will come, will be filled. So therefore, you can expect that when the Holy Spirit comes, you will be filled with power. You are filled with power. The question is, are you going to access it? We can hold power in our hands and never release it. Are we releasing that power within us? And you will be my messengers to Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and the distant provinces, even to the remotest parts of the earth. This passage covers the mission field at every distance. Jerusalem, right home. What am I, who's, who's to be at home? Who's to be on the home front? Who's to be impacting locally? Okay. Judea, who's to go out a little bit further? Where's your influence? What's that look like? The ends of the earth. Okay, so never, never downgrade the call of God on your life because you're comparing yourself to somebody else. You have a supernatural beginning. You have a supernatural call on your life. You have a promise that you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And with that, you are also filled with power. You are on a, you have a job assignment to, to have impact right where God's called you to be. So if you're not sure where that is, take some time, grab your journal and ask him, Lord, where is my sphere of influence? And if you've been comparing yourselves to to somebody else, or you've been thinking you're not that important, it's time to repent because that's where it starts. Lord, you know, I felt like I'm, I'm just this little bug. Like I don't even have any influence. So Lord, right now I repent of that because God, I want to walk in the fullness of who you have called me to be. I want to impact my sphere of influence because you know what? By impacting where God's called you to be, you, we, not, we don't know the ripple effects that can have down the road. You know, you, you think of somebody like Billy Graham. Somebody led him to the Lord. He was impacted by Sunday school teachers. You know, all this. You think about these mighty women of God. Behind them are many, many people who walked in their sphere of influence, who walked in their gifts and calling that God had, that had impact much greater than what they saw. Even Hebrews 11 talks about that. When they talk about the great men and women of faith, some saw what they had been promised. Others only saw it from a distance. So it's time to stop degrading ourselves, but to just step into who God's called us to be. So are you ready to step into who God's called you to be? Let's let's just pray before I before I end this. Heavenly Father, your word says that the Holy Spirit will come and that we will be filled. So right now we invite you, Holy Spirit. We invite your filling. We invite that power. And God, we ask your forgiveness for wherever we have said it's not enough, that we're not enough, that we don't have any impact. Father, we just want to go back to square one right now. If that's you, just hold out your hands before the Lord and say, Lord, I release that to you. I release that mindset to you. Lord, I want to have the mind of Christ. I receive the mind of Christ so that I would think like you think. I, I acknowledge that I have a supernatural beginning. Just say that. I acknowledge, Lord, that I have a supernatural beginning. I acknowledge, Lord, that you put plans and purposes 
inside of me. I acknowledge, Lord, that I have a destiny. I acknowledge that there's a sphere of influence that I am to reach. So no longer will I will I sell myself short because when I do that, I sell you short. Lord, I will stand on the, the glory of your word, of what you put inside me, of who you are, of who you put inside me. And I just trust you that I will change atmospheres. I will move mountains and I will have impact and I will step into my mission field Wherever that looks, I step into it. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you that you have plans and purposes for me. In Jesus' name, amen. It's been great to be with you guys again. Uh, thank you for joining me. Please feel free to share this. Whatever platform you're listening to it on, please share it. Leave some comments. Encourage others. You know, I just, I want to see us all growing. Think, just think. Imagine what it would be like. If we really stepped into being the men and women God called us to be, man, we would rock this world. We would change it to the glory of God. So remember, you are loved. God has plans and purposes for you. You have a mission field. You have a sphere of influence. You are born for this. You are born for right here, right now. Don't let anyone or anything, including yourself, sell you short of what God has for you. Be so blessed and have a great day. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to comment, like, review, and share it with others to help us reach more people. We also invite you to like and follow Ruth Hendrickson Ministries on Facebook or subscribe to the YouTube channel. We welcome your prayers and financial partnership to make this podcast possible. If you would like to financially support this ministry, please visit our website, ruthhendrickson.org.